0: Not woke. Make that clear. Awake, not woke. Hey, welcome initiates to the awake not woke podcast. As always, my name is Sarah, and this is episode 16. We're talking about cults. All the types of cults. This is cults 101. We're just going to be breaking down a couple of our favorite cults, so to speak. And I've got a couple I'm talking about. Chas has two that she's gone into a lot of depth about. So we're going to be talking about that, what a cult is, all the usual 101 information. So that's all in there. I'm excited for you to hear it. This one was really interesting. I did a lot of research for this one and... It's going to be good. So your normal reminders, give us a follow on Instagram at awake not woke podcast, On Twitter at awake not woke pod, And check out our website, AwakeNotWokePodcast.com. We have a contact page on there. It goes to our email. Send us an email. Send us, send us your regards. Send us anything you'd like. Uh, we love to hear from you guys and why we're hearing from you leave us a review on apple podcasts that would really help us grow and while you're there you can subscribe subscribe on spotify on podcast addict whatever whatever you're using to listen to us right now just hit the little button so you hear from us every time we post which is every sunday you get a new episode at 4:44 a.m. and yeah also in the show notes check out our etsy account we are doing value for value so if you get any value out of this show just consider what value means to you and what amount might represent the value you are receiving from listening to us and go check out the Etsy and maybe reimburse us for that value. That would be awesome. There are tons of ways to reimburse us for our value. Again, leave a nice review on Apple podcast that is given back. We deeply appreciate it. Send us an email, send us a DM on Instagram. We absolutely love hearing from you and it means a lot. It keeps us going. If you're not listening and enjoying, how do how are we going to keep going? We're just talking, talking to a wall. So yeah, check the Etsy out. Give us a follow on all those and go check out Chas's Etsy as well. 5D Impressions. She has an Instagram at 5D Impressions. Uh, check out her Etsy that is in the show notes. And I don't know if I, I think I have her Instagram her instagram is in my link tree on awake not woke podcast on instagram and i'll put it in the show notes if it's not there already so check it out but i'll quit my blabbing do all the things and then enjoy this episode episode 16 of awake not woke podcast with your host sarah and chas and we're talking cults and joy
1: Hello, welcome back to Awake Not Woke podcast. My name is Tras, and I'm here with Sarah. Hi. And today we're getting a little culty. We are <laughs> gonna be talking about uh what even is a cult, how do people get involved with it, and some of cult some of our I hate to say like favorite cults, because I don't think <laughs> but, like any of them are a favorite. <laughs> but the whole point of this episode is to discuss different cults that we've researched and why that matters to spirituality and evolvement of self. So it's going to be really fun and maybe a little creepy. Yeah. And you should probably set aside some time to watch the documentaries and things that we're going to recommend if you're interested because they're really good.
0: Yeah. I was sitting down to do these notes and I just realized my list of movies and documentary series and what have you about cults was a lot longer than I realized. And Yeah. I just it's just interesting it's interesting how so many people can come to believe these ideas or be a part of some group or commit some act or what all the stories that are associated with cults and how that happens because from an outside perspective or for someone who doesn't have like a cult mentality it's hard to be- like see or how that could happen it's like yeah how, how would you fall for that so the- easy to judge yeah it's so easy to judge but i think there is a lot of value in looking at these false idols because as an awake individual we need to learn how to see those yeah. and i think it can be a lot harder than people realize to, for sure. to see these things um but let's talk about like what it is What is a cult? What is it? So I looked up some definitions and I have three different ones that are just from Google definitions. Um, So a cult is a system of religious veneration and devotion directed towards a particular figure or object. It can also be a misplaced or excessive admiration for a particular person or thing. So not as religious in the second uh, definition. And then from Wikipedia, it says in modern English, a cult is a social group that is defined by its unusual religious, spiritual or philosophical beliefs or by a common interest. In a particular personality, object, or goal, so I think that is a lot more specific. Like from the yeah. Wikipedia there, and it's more of like what is in the American lexicon of cult. Yeah. That's what you think of is like the weird religious situation. Um, and the first few definitions were way more broad, and that leaves room for a lot more things to be called a cult. Um, I think secret societies and secret in in quotes because like yeah. Freemasons, Knights of Templar, obviously they're not secret. We know about them. But I think those kind of fit into cults and even like the Golden Dawn, the Brotherhood of Light, like For some sure. of these societies and groups that we can learn from and aren't necessarily bad or I don't necessarily disagree with a lot of the things they believe. But that doesn't mean it doesn't fit the definition of cult. Right. <laughs> so I think it's really interesting to talk about. Um, But I also think that a lot of these cults are containing a lot of truth because the best lies are mostly true. So if you are containing divine truth in what you're saying, but you are filtering the truth through your ego and your lens to manipulate people... Yeah. It's going to be a lot more powerful because people can sense the truth and they get caught up in the illusion. Yep. Um, I also believe that to be like truly awake, again, we are awake, not woke. So we have to be able to see who's telling the truth and see through those illusions. That's our job being here talking about this yeah we want to dissect what's going on around us and make that illusion easier for everyone to see so if you want to be awake you have to look into these false idols to learn about them and then you'll be able to recognize them more easily in other situations um
1: also Chas really wanted to do this episode. Yes. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. It's something that is so fascinating to me. Um, just the ability that we have as humans to share information and then use it, like you were saying, to manipulate the thoughts and emotions and actions of others. And it's not interesting because I want to do it. It's just interesting (laughs) that it's possible. No, for sure. And that people succumb to this. And
0: again, you have to learn about your enemy to see your enemy. Right. You know what I mean? You You have to know about how they are going to attack you. And so there's a lot of false idols out there. I'm not going to get into modern right. day situation but there are a lot of false idols out there yeah. in many different po- political parties and many different places of power and many different corporations that are not telling you the truth and when you can see it it's easier to see so we're going to be talking about like culty cults like real fucked right. up cults but like some of y'all might be in one
1: and not even know it. So. Yeah. I mean, that is actually when I first started my deep dive into cult several years ago, I started to notice some similarities. I'm not saying that the religion I was brought up in as a child was a full on cult by any means, because I don't think it fit all of the characteristics of a cult. But it was definitely Mm -hmm. cult-y to some regard. Yeah. So when I noticed those similarities, it just made me want to learn about other cults more and more and more. And And here we are.
0: One of our definitions was... A cult is defined by its unusual religious, spiritual, or philosophical beliefs. And you had speaking in tongues and things like that in your upbringing. So a lot of people would say that fits under unusual religious or spiritual beliefs. So right there, that's like a really defining thing of what a cult is in just like the average person's lexicon. So I think that is pretty valid to at least say that you have a more intimate relation or understanding of what it might be like to be in one of these like cult cults, right. you know what I mean? And not so much like even like people say the Mormons are a cult and like the yeah. Jehovah witness are a cult. And like, again, I'm not saying they're not, but I think
1: heaven's gate is like definitely the cults yeah. that we're talking about here. And I think um, one distinction to make in cults too is not all cults result in like a whole bunch of sexual abuse, trafficking, physical abuse, sometimes it's purely psychological. Oh, Um, yeah. And it can result in, like, very awful things like death or whatever. But I think being in a cult is based on the definitions that you had read, not what actually happened in the cult that makes it a cult. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Um, But
0: I think when it comes down to the people who do end up in these cults, a lot of the times these people are are seeking the truth or seeking understanding. Or healing. Or healing, yeah. They're, they're looking for something, whatever that is. It is something on a higher plane for them. And I think that this is a huge problem that our society can have sometimes. Because we want to just be told what is right. We want to believe everybody. And at the end of the day... You a lot of these higher truths that we're learning all together is found within you. Yep. And you have to seek out those answers. I was just reading a book by Carl Jung. Um It's The Archetypes and the Collective Unconscious, I believe is the book that I was reading. And I'm not very far into it, but at one point he was talking about, and this isn't like the, f- I don't even know, the like n- early 1900s or something like that maybe late 1800s that he was writing about this um but he was talking about christians who were getting frustrated with their faith and the symbolism of the christian church and kind of giving up on them for hinduism, buddhism, eastern yeah. religions and the symbolism of the eastern religions were more captivating to them it was new it was interesting it wasn't the old reused christian symbolism that they were used to but carl jung was like it doesn't matter what symbolism you're using if you don't try to understand the symbolism from a place from of within and like look at the symbolism and say okay what does this mean I'm going to think about it and figure it out myself instead of just asking the priest or whoever to just like what, what right. does this virgin Mary mean and explain it to me and then when they explain it you're like oh that's dumb that doesn't make any sense and then moves on to the east like right. if you're not going to look within none of the symbolism is going to make sense Yeah. so I, f- I found that really relevant when I was doing this research for the cult episode because a lot of these cult people just want or the followers want to just be told by the leader this is right and that's comforting for them right and in order to see what is right and wrong we can't listen to anybody and I actually we'll get to it in a minute but it's just interesting to see the truths in these cults When you are thinking for yourself and you are like a free thinker because you're like, oh, I see how you're using that. Yeah.
1: And they'll play on your emotions and vulnerabilities to emotionally connect you to these uh, tenets or topics or facets of this said group or religion. So it's very um, it does have that truth, which is like the facade
0: I dropped my pen. It was like obnoxiously loud. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah, I did. Let's okay. Let's just continue on. <laughs> okay. I'm leaving this in because I I don't know what to do. We always it was just so fucking loud. It was literally a
1: pen. Okay, continue. <laughs> Um. Yeah. The truth is, is, is how you know they present it, but they hook you. I feel like with getting to your vulnerable moments and oh yeah, you know, like making you second guess yourself and your beliefs and how you view yourself in the world. So it's just it's very manipulative. Um. But it can be disguised as something very sincere.
0: Absolutely. And it's it's just a dangerous place to be to be blindly or not. Even blindly, but just to be uh, completely listening to one person and to refer back to make decisions back to one person or one idol is just a really dangerous place to be in general, no matter who that idol is. And just taking all of their word as truth without thinking about where it's coming from or questioning any of their motives. Um, Even just in your daily life, I think this is a good practice. And like, obviously I'm not like every time Chas says something to me, I'm not questioning her motives, (laughs) but you know what I mean? Like it's, it's something that you should consider, especially with people who are not close to you or who you are bringing into your life to tap into the deeper meaning behind what they're saying and to feel them as a person. And when you're more in tap with your tuition, this becomes easier, but you have to be awake to do that. And if you're too trusting or you misread somebody, that's how you get into dangerous situations. Um, for sure. So yeah, let's, I want to just like list some of the, the shows and documentaries that I've watched and you have some too that you've taught you have. Do you want to just like list them real quick? Yeah.
1: Mine are pretty related to like the two, Okay, you know, cults that I'm going to talk about. So I'll definitely reference those. Okay.
0: Yeah. And I have just watched a lot and I was kind of just trying to write down the ones I had remembered I was, I'd watched, um, just so as a, as a reminder while I was doing this, the documentaries that I really like that I remember watching is wild, wild country, That was with Bhagwan. I I love just saying Bhagwan. It's really fun to say. (laughs) Um, I have his whole name in here somewhere. But he was also referred to as Osho. And I actually see like Osho quotes all over like spiritual stuff all the time, which is kind of interesting because it's like... Do you know he's a cult leader, guys? Like, have you seen Go no. on Netflix. Um, and he's, well, I'll talk about him briefly in a minute. But um, also Cult of Cults, which is about Heaven's Gate. That's on HBO. And that was very interesting. And then Holy Hell on, I think, Netflix is, um, again, just another cult with a leader who would abuse, like, the men, the male followers in his group. Um, and then not a documentary, but I, and I, I, think this is the name of it, but just like a movie about a cult is midsummer. It's uh, like a horror movie. It's really good. But that movie made me realize that like, I could totally accidentally fall for a cult if it was kind of <laughs> like that, like cool hippies living in the middle of the woods, like just in their own little commune growing their own food. And like, yeah. I would, if I was just a little less awake, I would end up <laughs> in a cult like that like maybe not heaven's gate but definitely some cute hippie commune and then all of a sudden like i'm being burned at the stake for a sacrifice oh or something. my god anyway um so check those out chas will give you some more recommendations in a minute she has two cults she did a lot of research on um and i'm going to first just list a lot of different cults that i know of And I'm going to also list some secret societies that definitely have fallen under some definition of cult, but secret societies is going to just be a whole nother episode. I thought we could like do a cults and secret societies 101 sitch, but it's too much. So... Some cults is uh, two that Chas is going to talk about, Nexium and Scientology. Um, She's going to go way into depth about those, but there's also Buddha Field, which is the cult that is in Holy Hell, the documentary I just said. Um, The Rajneesh movement, which is the Bhagwan. Bhagwan something Rajneesh. Um, The Erhard Seminar Training, uh, Heaven's Gate, Uh, Charles Manson was a cult leader I don't know what he called his followers I just wrote down Charles Manson um but he he never committed any murders he got his cult followers to commit the murders for him anyway I'm not even talking about that because he deserves a whole episode I just bought another book by him I'm or not by Charles Manson but about Charles Manson anyway he's a very interesting situation that's a whole
1: episode on itself definitely gonna be a good episode though mm-hmm.
0: yep um and then the people's temple who's jim jones the guy who made everyone drink the kool-aid i'll talk about him a little bit in a minute and then i also wrote down r kelly because oh my god he's like a cult leader that no one will admit is like a cult leader it's so weird um and then some secret societies that we'll talk about in secret again in quotes obviously i'm listing them so how secret are they but I don't have another name for it. I was trying to think of another way to put it, but I
1: society, like elite societies. There or you something. go. That's a good yeah. one.
0: Anyway, so Freemasons, Knights Templar, the Golden Dawn, which is the Aleister Crowley's sitch, um, Brotherhood of the Light, or Brotherhood of the Sacred Light. I, yeah, I didn't look up the exact name. That's just the one D and Fortune was a part of. Um, Skull and Bone Society, Illuminati. I put in quotes because they're not the Illuminati. We fucking are. And then Bilderbergers or Bilderbergs or whatever them you've heard about. <laughs> I, I feel like everyone's heard that name drop somewhere. Yeah. Um, so that is just a good list. If like you're interested in doing some research, there's a ton of documentaries about all these things. Um, but I'm going to give you just a brief like some some fun facts about three different cults so we can talk about... Why I think they were right in some ways, how they manipulated like a few just observations on how they were able to uh, manipulate all their followers and um, some differences in all their beliefs. Because it's not just like aliens and UFOs or it's not just always religious. Like there's a lot yeah. of different directions a cult leader can take. For so sure. um, the first one. I want to talk about is Jim Jones and uh he created Jonestown in I think it was in like Brazil or some shit. It wasn't in the United States, but it was like his town that he was creating with his cult. And his cult was the People's Temple. Yeah. Um and he was the guy who got 900 people, 909 304 of them were children Jeez. to drink cyanide laced Kool-Aid. Oh, I think I actually do remember this. Yeah. And it was in like, I think like the seventies or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he uh, was a communist and a Marxist and believed that uh, it was, it was, Oh no, you know what? He was, I think getting popular in the fifties cause it was right after segregation had ended. Mm. And he was arguing for like, uh integration of black and white people in the churches. Then I have a date actually. It's 1953. He was promoting racial integration in the churches. Um but he started out because he was a communist and Marxist and believed like all these supposedly righteous things in at the time. And he witnessed a Seventh-day Baptist faith healer service that was involving like some guy, some religious dude healing people on the spot and made a lot of money from it pretty much. And like he observed how much money this guy was making. It was kind of inspired to take his own like communist Marxist, uh, uh, supposedly righteous beliefs and create his own healing service. So he got the help of a, uh, oh, I didn't write it down, but he got the help of some evangelist, like mm. radio guy at the time or TV guy, I don't know, um, to help him do this faith healing service. And he ended up pretty much just letting it get to his head. And he eventually coerced 900 people to kill, to kill themselves. Jesus. So very, uh, again, interesting beliefs, especially considering the time we are in now, um, with a lot of political events, uh, make the connection yourself. And, I just think that's a really interesting thing to consider. Uh, Jonestown was a, was allegedly going to be the socialist paradise where everyone just got everything, and you didn't have to worry about working. You would you would get everything, hand it to you, including your Kool Aid, yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> cyanide, exactly. And just by the way, um, and he like there was hours of video of him like bullying people into taking this Kool Aid and like. Him mixing so it all together, fucked. and then he was found like sitting in some fucking throne or some shit or chair somewhere, like with just a bullet hole in his head. He's just like, I don't know. I I didn't look too much into like the events leading up to this, um but I'm pretty sure he was getting like pushed back from community, and he this is how he dealt with it. But that was the uh the largest civilian life lost until nine eleven damn yeah Um, american civilians i should say um so that was pretty crazy and that's that's a fact i read somewhere don't don't quote me on that because i'm pretty sure that's what i read somewhere but the website could have been wrong because it sounds insane but that is still 900 civilians 300 children
1: that he was able to convince of them so Um, he just convinced all these americans to come to brazil and live on this yeah wow
0: yeah, in, in Jonestown. It was the Was Social he Paradise. from America? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I'm yeah. He I, I think it was like Indiana or some shit Got where it. he was seeing all the like uh evangelists and stuff. Okay. And then I wanted to talk about the famous uh infamous, I should say, Heaven's Gate. Yeah. Because they're really interesting. Another They're the s- tennis shoes, Nikes all laying in weird beds. Yeah. Okay. Yep, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say they're another like drank the kool-aid situation um but it was a little different it was only 39 people that only that he convinced to (laughs) kill themselves no big deal no it's fine but they were a lot more ritual about it and they all agreed to it and they did it in like three different waves so the first wave would clean up after the second wave and the 2nd wave we'd clean up after the third wave and shit like that and then Anyway, let me read the before I get ahead of myself. It was led by Bonnie Nettles and Marshall Applewhite, and they were known as T and Doe. Um, they you've seen pictures of them, I guarantee it. Yeah. Anything about UFOs, these guys come up, and scholars disagree on their beliefs being either strictly New Age or strictly Christian, and they're somewhere in between that because they. Did believe like in heaven and they did believe that they were going to heaven, but they thought it was like they were going to heaven on a spaceship.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: And the, the group was told that ETs were going to biologically turn them into aliens and then transport them onto a spaceship that would take them to heaven. But then T died, the girl, and Doe began modifying this to include your consciousness leaving the body behind and going to space and the spaceship without a body. And it sounds kind of like a coping mechanism. Um, and I personally think that's more accurate anyway to say (laughs) if we're using like accidentally
1: found truth. (laughs) Yeah,
0: no, for sure. And, um, so that's what he started telling people. And there's like a list of ways you could go to heaven and want They still included physically, but it also included leaving your body and like some other ways. Um, But he truly believed there were evil space aliens called Luciferians that were keeping humans from developing. And I'm like reading this, and I'm like, well, I don't even know if I (laughs) disagree. I don't know Oof. if I agree. Because, like, again, there's a, a lot of truth there.
1: There's so much shit about Luciferians out there, too, like in the conspiracy realm.
0: And, like, Lucifer was, like, the bearer of light, right? So there's a lot of, like, biblical symbolism to right. really dissect there and to understand there. And, like, Satanism and Luciferianism are very different things. And that's, again, <laughs> a whole on their episode. But... I don't disagree that there's evil people keeping humans from developing. And are they lizard people? Mm -hmm. Are they just people who use the lizard part of their brain? Did we accidentally take this literally again? You know, like, is this man just taking information from conspirituality realms and then misinterpreting it as being literal Right. Like, like the Bible is often done. Like there is a lot to be taken seriously with these crazy things. So, um, that's what I wanted to include. That's why I wanted to talk about heaven's gate. Cause it's like always like the, yeah, that crazy ass call How could you believe that? And I'm like, I mean, I'm a solid 50% on this guy's beliefs. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being honest. Um, But then at the end of the day, he did convince Doe, convinced 39 followers to commit suicide so they could board the UFO to heaven. And that's not in the 50% that I believe. So (laughs) He had
1: them all wear like the same outfit, same shoes, Mm -hmm. and they 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 all had like change in their pocket. They
0: had $5 and then 75 cents. And the $5 was so like the family could like pay for their body home or some shit. And then the 75 cents were for the payphone. I think oh, that's what I read, something like that. I didn't even write that down because I was the like, "Shit, where it's just like, what? It's extremely thought through." Whereas Jim Jones was just kind of like a psycho bully who Let's just, just like drink cyanide, yeah, like this he was like, like, "I'm pissed off, my life sucks, everybody die with me." This is very
1: intentional,
0: yeah. And then um, the other one I wanted to talk about is the Rajneesh movement. That's with his name is Bhagwan Shri Rajneesh. And he's also known as Osho, which I've heard of Osho before I heard of Bhagwan. Um, and this is the Wild Wild Country. I've heard of Wild Wild Country and I feel like I've it's seen great parts series. of it, but he, I
1: don't know if I've seen all of it. It's
0: very long. I thought it was like one two hour movie and it's a docu-series and each episode is an hour. And my boyfriend and I watched it a long time ago and I don't remember all the details and I obviously didn't have time to watch the whole thing over again, but it's another one of the ones we're watching it and like we're like three episodes in and we're like I don't know I would I might join that commune (laughs) like it seems pretty cool in some ways um it was an intentional commune in Oregon in the 70s and 80s that the wild wild country was specifically about okay but uh Bhagwan was like famous in India for like other stuff and like Americans did go and like seek him out for like spiritual shit but again this is like the Westerner going to the East for yeah. for views. But Bhagwan was really controversial in India because he was very capitalistic and he was very like for capitalism and thought that socialism and communism would never ever work until capitalism reached a level of maturity that could allow that. And I'm like, I don't disagree with that. And uh he was uh <laughs> he was Against socialism, communism. But then later I'm reading like his Wikipedia and just reading brief facts about him. He was pro population control and advocated for universal legislation of contraception and abortion, saying that the loss of that soul that would be lost like through abortion would just enter into a new body. Um, And it's important to say right here that he was a religious. He didn't he didn't consider himself a religious person. He was a spiritual person. Mm -hmm. Um, And as I'm reading all this, I just thought that I should include those facts because one, as far as political beliefs in modern America, those are two polarized opinions, first of all. Second of all, I think that it is important to recognize when a spiritual person is coming from a deeper understanding and when a spiritual person is coming from a place of they kind of understand it, but they're still using it for shallow reasons. Right. And I think that is like a red flag right there because where the hell are you getting it that a soul just like... like, goes to another body instantly yeah. if, if it's, if it's aborted, like, yeah, there's no, he, he believed that all religions were like important. And, but most of his followers identified as not belonging to a religion, but still he, if you believe like where, what religion says that, uh, you know, right. I don't really know if I've ever heard that. And I definitely have a lot of cult leaders just kind of make little facts up but like slide them into yeah. real facts and okay so and
1: by that point you have already developed such like a trust with said leader that like when they do slide these facts in you're like oh, okay. you're like, oh yeah totally So I
0: wanted to, because Osho has 10 commandments. Someone asked him, like, it's weird. no, but someone asked him, apparently, and Osho was like, I I don't really think I could, but just for fun, I'll do it for you. So 10 things he thinks are really important. And I'm reading them, and I don't necessarily disagree with most of them, but let's play a game. I'm going to read them to you. Okay. And you tell me which one gives the biggest red flag. Okay. Because I really only see a red flag in one, and it's not a huge red flag. So you'll
1: say them, and I'll just say red flag or no red flag.
0: Flag. no I, i'll read all of them okay, okay. and then you tell me which one you think is more of a red flag okay. because i you'll see what i mean in a minute so these are osho's 10 commandments one never obey anyone's command unless it is coming from within you also two there is no god other than life itself three and he underlined this one there's three he underlined three is truth is within you do not search for it elsewhere Four is love is prayer. Five is to become nothingness is the door to truth. Nothingness itself is the means, the goal, and the attainment. Six, life is now and here. Seven, he underlined, is live wakefully. Eight, do not swim, float. Nine, die each moment so that you can be new each moment. And 10, he also highlighted do not search that which is is stop and see. So tell me which one gave you a little red flag. The the one about not swimming float. That's exactly okay. the one that I said too. Okay. That is I knew you were gonna get it because what that's have I
1: following like that just only really comes only off like dead follow fish. the leader mentality. Only dead. fish so go with the stream. If these people are not swimming, then they're just following. I'm so glad you got it on yeah. the first try.
0: Cause that's exactly what I thought.
1: Everything else.
0: I'm like, Yeah, I'm not, never listen to anyone else's command. That is about sovereignty. Unless you are telling me to do it, I'm choosing to do it because you're telling me to. Um, There is no God other than life itself. Absolutely. We are within God. God is everything. God is the matrix. God is the the ever-flowing, unmanifest. We could talk about God all day. I agree with that necessarily. Uh, At first, that could be a little off-putting, but knowing what we know, I agree with that. Three is truth is within you. Do not search for it elsewhere. I literally already said that in this episode. Love is prayer. Yep. Um, (laughs) Nothing else to say there. To become nothingness is the door to truth. Yep. Absolutely. Detachment. Six, life is here and now. There's only, the only thing that exists is the now moment. The past and the future do not exist. Yep. Live wakefully. Awakefully, I should say. But, right. Yeah. Um
1: and that like just means like aware, like yeah, self-awareness for sure. or and something. It's not like
0: he was wokefully or right. some shit. Right, right, right. right. But then uh, life is here now, live wakefully. Yep. And then do not swim, float. <sighs>
1: <sighs> Wait one. <when? laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm sitting here trying to think about how that could be interpreted in other, like non uh, other ways than how I'm doing it. And I mean, I guess don't make it so hard.
0: And I get, Could like, one go way. with the flow and, like, right. life will guide you, blah, blah, blah. But, but like do, if you don't- to specifically say do not swim, float, and then my brain is, like, only dead fish go with the stream. You have to be alive and you have to be able to steer yourself.
1: Also, it implies giving up. Yeah.
0: It implies just completely letting go. Yeah. And, like, you have to put effort into life. Um, so that right there was, like, the little... That's that's detour. a detour, and then just to finish off, like our re-going over those die each moment, so you can be new in each moment. Again, that's detachment. Agree and do not search that which is is stop and see. Again, I agree. That right, that was literally the only one that. Yeah, isn't that crazy? It's so, and it, I'm so glad you. It was way more impactful that you like guessed it right on the first. And I didn't too. hear these
1: prior. I literally no, just. Heard I them made for the sure. First I time. really
0: wanted to text them to you to yeah. see, but I was like, nope, I'm gonna do it live. No, it's because, better this way. Yeah,
1: and it's a really good example of how even a way like anybody can be subject to the manipulation of these cults because it leads off with these things that you identify mm-hmm. and know to be true and they are
0: Exactly. But when
1: you have the operator or the leader using these truths in a way that is the dark side of the tree Yeah. It's going to be very abusive exactly. and can be honestly lethal. And
0: like the the cults that I just now talked about, um, were they using the dark side of the tree? Not even necessarily, right? I think Osho was in the light side, but and uh, with Osho specifically, Bagwan, he um got caught up in capitalism too much. He was like buying expensive watches. He had like a ten thousand dollar watch, just like casually up on stage talking about detachment. It's like okay, and which then he, like. Whatever, but I think. But the- that's like the why this was like a cult. Like yeah. this was why it uh, watch Wild Wild Country. It was very interesting. And, yeah, and even at the end of that fucking ten hour series that we watched, and I were like. Well, I mean, he was not wrong. Like, that commune
1: was sick. Like They, they were doing right. a lot of things right. <laughs> but using the truth to manipulate another exactly. person yeah. is kind of like dark side of the tree energy. And, oh,
0: for sure. And But, like, what I'm kind of trying to say is he wasn't necessarily doing that consciously or on purpose. He was still accessing that dark energy. But yeah. then when you're able to recognize the corruption in something like Osho, who we read his Ten Commandments in and, right. and I only disagree with one of them so that's that's huge he has a lot of truth there and I was like reading a lot of his quotes and I'm like I mean I would use that quote to like explain something for sure but when you're able to recognize the corruption in that you're more likely to recognize the actual dark corruption that hides in plain sight and you'd think it'd be easier to spot but this guy was a walking oxymoron talking about uh detachment and having like nice ass cars nice ass clothes nice ass watches and like that's just a big red flag that's obvious that 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 guy is not fully understanding the tree of life right H- and he, he was probably getting that money from his fucking
1: cult followers.
0: absolutely he definitely was that was like ha- like half of the thing is the followers were like wait we're sitting here like Ugh. Collecting water from a river somewhere and like barely just, like living because you're spending all the money on fucking that. And like there was something where like he got pissed and like fucking poisoned a nearby town. Like it was <sighs> it was it was really intense. A- no, it was okay. really you gotta watch okay. it. Okay. Um but yeah, there's a lot of un unseen horrors that our society is dealing with and being manipulated by that is hard to spot. Yeah. And those people who are doing those things and the cult that we frankly are all un- unfortunately a part of in a way is hard to see because they are using the tree of darkness and the tree of death on purpose. And there's spells being used at all times to manipulating us into believing cult leaders all the time so that's really hard to see when you're deeply under that spell and we all have been under that spell at one point more likely than not right so yeah that's all I have on those cults I really just wanted to make those connections between those three and I mean I could if i had enough time to do research we'd have again a whole fucking podcast on cults because there's so much to talk about but Mm. i've said it a million times these are 101 episodes for a reason we'll have a charles manson episode in the future maybe we'll have like a whole entire nexium or scientology episode but until then chas is going to educate us a lot hell yeah
1: um i gotta pee so one sec (laughs) okay cool Okay. Yeah. So I've done some pretty good research on two cults that I would say I'm more most interested in, and that would be Nexium and Scientology. And partially the reason why I really like these, again, it feels so weird I to know, say. Right? <laughs> I don't like I them. I like this cults. Um, but they're fairly modern. So that's, I mean, a lot of the ones that you mentioned have happened within, oh, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. they're not like ancient by any means, but Nexium actually got like busted back in 2018. So like this is like real, real recent type of cult. And I I have a lot of notes on Nexium. There's gonna be a couple of things that I would recommend if you are interested in learning more about Nexium in general. Um, experiences of some pretty key roles, key players in this cult is uh, The Vow on HBO Max. It's the story of a group of people who actually left. They were leaders within Nexium and it's their kind of stories of how they came out. You may have heard of Sarah Edmondson. That's somebody who I'm going to reference is that, today. She's
0: from like the sh- TV show, Smallville or uh, something? That's Allison Mack. Okay. So she's
1: also a key player that I have written down here. Got it. But Sarah Edmondson um, is one of the whistleblowers essentially on Nexium. Her her husband and her two good friends who are also married it's kind of their journey out and it's got footage of in nexium and in some of these sessions and uh
0: this was a sex cult right so
1: nexium is kind of twofold nexium is like the cult that's presented to the world and then the sex slave cult within nexium is called dos which i'll definitely break down in a I have minute no
0: idea. I'm so excited yeah still, oh my so
1: God. the vow is super interesting and it's it's a very well-made series I, I gosh I forget everybody's last name but Mark Bonnie Sarah I follow you all on Instagram if you ever hear this and it's just Mark made it I, I believe he was one of the producers he's that was kind of his job he did a lot of like work on Hollywood films, but that's whatever. You can look more into their personal journeys if you watch the docu series, which I highly recommend. Another one is by India India Oxenberg and Catherine Oxenberg or a couple other key players. It's going to be their experience on Nexium, and specifically India's experience with DOS, which is the sex slave cult portion of Nexium. So that one I want to say is on stars, and I forget the title of it, but if you just like look up India Oxenberg documentary. You'll find it. So I got a lot of my insight and information from those two docu series, as well as doing independent research online. Um, and it's pretty nuts. And it's one of oh. those things where, again, I see totally the, the how truth. people get into mm-hmm. it. So what is Nexium? Uh basically it's really interesting. Nexium is a multi-level marketing company, aka a pyramid scheme. How
0: do you spell Nexium? Um N X I V M. Okay, cuz I just kept writing N X I M. I was yeah. like I know there's another <laughs> letter in there.
1: Yeah, I'm not 100. Honestly, I probably should have looked into like what why? What
0: the numbers and stuff. But mean? I I didn't that's look all into Roman that. Roman numerals, too.
1: It's yeah, that's it's very there's gotta be. There's something gotta be
0: some that. gematria shit in there. Anyway, Let us
1: know if you look it up.
0: <laughs> There's so <laughs> much. That I'm saying, DM. we could have so many episodes just on axiom yeah. and like do the research on that. Like it's it's anyway. Continue.
1: Yeah. So it's really interesting that this was a pyramid scheme. That's why it was financially lucrative to so many people. But the draw into this pyramid scheme, like a lot of pyramid schemes was literally based off of you helping yourself. So it's going to be targeted at people that want to heal, want to evolve, want to deal with things, want to be fulfilled, want to be enhanced in their careers. Shout out to all the kids in my high school selling oh my fur God. of energy drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So it's very um, enticing in that it promises such a level of fulfillment and self-transformation that really benefit your real life. So it's super easy to get sucked into something like that. I mean, I think about random YouTube videos I watch that even just say, like, evolve your brain. And I'm like, all right, bet. Or, oh, my God, that guy uh,
0: that I sent you, the org guy yes. who had the, like, pedophile logo, he finally sa- changed his thing. But his logo was a blue spiral triangle, like this exact same shade of blue. And I used to li- my boyfriend showed me him because he had a video on meditation. And he, again, had a lot of truth. But you watch more of his videos and it just kind of gets creepy. And... Ooh. That was just one dude on on YouTube. Yeah.
1: So So this stuff is everywhere. So, I mean, when you are... Someone who is seeking this out and like not just seeking out YouTube, like seeking out programs that you are willing to invest time and money in because you like believe yes,
0: man. And yeah, yeah, you
1: believe in the results of what this self help program can do. It's like the people that go away on you know backpacking weekends or mm-hmm. trips to Peru and take ayahuasca. Yeah. Like you pay all this money, and I'm not saying that those are no, cults, no, no, but sure. there, there's a willingness to invest in yourself, and that's exactly what Nexium. Targeted? Did they do like those self help kind of like yeah? So they seminars? had seminars. That's totally I was looking for. Totally, they did seminars. It was basically like a large group success. Can we program. go to a crazy self help seminar? I really want to go to a Scientology. Church. <gasps> yes,
0: I would. Okay, that. But like also those like giant crazy yeah. seminars. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, like I know. I would totally go for them. Like the 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 our mm. training yeah. stuff. I
1: would totally, totally just like bring a notebook know.
0: and like a secret camera and like record oh my god okay anyway sorry yeah
1: so on top of basically their self-help program was called executive success programs or esp which is what a lot of people knew it as so how the pyramid scheme work pyramid scheme worked is that Keith Raniere was the founder. So he was kind of like the top. He was like the prophet, if you will, the guy that everyone trusted. And then it kind of branched off. So there was another key player, um, Nancy Salzman, who was the president. And he actually met Nancy. She was a nurse, a neurological programmer, as well as a hypnotist. Holy shit. So it's really interesting that those two kind of coupled and really created this, this program. Um, Some other key players that I want to mention because they will tie into, as I'm talking, Allison Mack. You may remember her from Smallville or Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Mm. Basically, Keith Raniere's right hand, not only for this ESP, but also when we get into DOS. The sex trafficking portion. Yeah. um
0: And I'm coming from this. Like, I knew briefly, vaguely about her from Smallville and the sex trafficking from mm-hmm. my research into conspiracy. That's what the headlines were, too. Because of all the like satanic pedophiles and, and government and Hollywood and all that. That's how I know about this, but I've never done this kind of research. And mm. I honestly, I didn't even know it was a pyramid scheme. Like, I thought it was just a sex cult.
1: Yeah. No. So the pyramid scheme, basically, how it worked like any pyramid scheme scheme does. So the founder, then it would branch down and then those people would recruit people and you would basically become leaders at different levels. And you had teams too. And when people bought the programs from you, you were selling the, in these large self-help groups, you're basically selling the Nexium program and people buy it. And if you're the one who's leading that, if that's your conference, you're going to get paid from that. So that's how it becomes people's income, which is also something so important to reference. When people are so dependent on these communities that they get themselves involved in, that creates a whole other la- layer of not being able to leave that I don't know that we really understand unless we're in it. Yeah. Um. Because it would be like me being at someone just saying, you got to leave your house right now. You got to leave your job and everything right now. Which might happen, hopefully or, not. But like, it's just, it's a very like, think about if that happened to you, like you would feel like your whole world is upside down and you're like, what the fuck is happening? And
0: like uh, some of these cults will pay for your housing. They, if they, you're, if you're getting their your money from those people, right? From these
1: ESP classes yeah. and you are fully in belief of this and you understand it and you love it and you want to share it. So when you couple that with passion, plus people pouring into you and supporting this cause, you're going to do well. Mm -hmm. And that's how these things blow up. So, okay, Keith Raniere, Alison Mack. um, I already said Nancy Salzman. Her and her daughter, Lauren Salzman, were also very involved. Um, Sarah Edmondson, I mentioned, she was one of the whistleblowers who actually released an article in New York Times, which is kind of how I believe the exposure of Nexium happened and what led to the arrest and takedown of the founders and Alison Mack. Um, Claire (laughs) Bronfman. You're doing great. (laughs) Claire Bronfman. Bronfman? Yeah. Okay. She was a former leader. She's also an American heiress. Her and her sister, I believe, were also official leaders and members and likely people who invested financially and got financial compensation in return. So those are some key people that I will probably reference a couple of times. Um, So what was the point? I kind of covered that. Like, what was the point of Nexium? What did they do? They were super expensive self-help groups, promising success and life transformation by following the steps and taking these classes and investing your time and energy. Um, Interestingly enough, a lot of aspiring actresses, actors, musicians, elite, if you will, people, uh were involved in this, which isn't super surprising, but it is because of all of the Illuminati Hollywood talk. Right, like, right. Like it's right. super interesting that um I believe one of the people, Bonnie, she was a aspiring singer and songwriter. And she found herself in this group. Mark was a producer for Hollywood films. He found himself in this group.
0: And that's honestly a a trend with a lot of these things. Um, the guy from Holy Hell, the Buddhafield guy, was an extra, a non-speaking role in Rosemary's Baby. That's what
1: I mean. It's all it's and all connected. And,
0: and uh, just to make the full circle on that, Rose, the Roman Polanski was allegedly involved with Charles Manson. So. <laughs> that's just it's all just like a giant
1: spider web of and inter- roman plansky is the director of rosemary's baby i didn't say that mm. i just randomly
0: said Ro- roman plansky director of rosemary's baby who is a, v- a very famous movie in hollywood so yeah it's all connected it all leads like everybody all of these not all of them but a lot of these cults end up connecting back to each other especially these ones with Much darker
1: and uh, more elite interests. Yeah. And it was also common people, too. So it wasn't exclusive to anybody from any walk of life. Just like Scientology. I just thought it was kind of ironic that, not ironic, but anyway, I took note of it. Um, So the events and classes, like I said, they cost lots of money. Um, They would put on anywhere from like one class to like five day events, which would cost like three grand. Yeah. So, and people would just drop the money because they truly believed that it helped them enhance themselves Mm -hmm. and, and made them more successful and profitable as a human on this planet. And just like a better person, you know what I mean? And when you can hook someone on that, you totally can manipulate and make money from that. And that's not to say that people who do provide self-help shouldn't be financially compensated because they should, but this is different. So very much different that basically the, events and classes would cost shitloads of money you would also have curriculums so like full-on binders of information for this and each time you evolved or went up you got a new curriculum so it was just constant investment in product and thing to further further yourself in this program they also had like weird secret handshakes which I just thought was kind of weird they like only shook hands a certain way with like one hand on top I don't know (laughs) um So the group classes were usually led by one leader and then maybe some other supporting leaders, which were likely under that person's pyramid scheme. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's probably why they were all there. So in these groups, they would talk a lot about like limiting self-beliefs and integration. Mm -hmm. And they believed that when you integrate these, when you get over this trauma or totally release it like they believed, you'd integrate parts of yourself and then evolve more. Um, So people would like go to the front of these classes, have this super intense, emotionally charged conversation with this leader and basically work through trauma. And it never came back again, allegedly. So when you are somebody who's just attending like a one off one day seminar and you see all of these people having these emotional breakthroughs, like I'd probably be sold. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm with you on that. Like even though it's dark tree energy. It's so easy to not see it. And um, it's just, it was very easy to get involved in. So all of these sessions were basically like constant dopamine releases for people because you would constantly. Which is
0: like a hypnotic technique.
1: and she, Nancy yeah, Salzman exactly. was a hypnotist. Yeah. And so people get addicted to this it's, high. Uh,
0: literally that the, the dog's saliva, what's it? What's the guy's name? Oh, Pavlov. Yeah. The Pavlov technique or yeah. uh, the more funny one in the office when, uh, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Convinces Dwight to take a mint every time oh, the computer. Jim? Yeah. Jim gets Dwight to expect a mint every time the <laughs> computer made a certain noise or some shit. Oh my like God. it's that dopamine reward. Like mm-hmm. every time he heard that noise, even though he didn't associate the noise with the reward like you don't associate the dopamine release like you you know it's from the training but you're not associating it from the hypnotic suggestions you're associating it with like oh this guy actually is healing me so yeah it's just interesting how when you can see those techniques and you learn about all the different techniques to manipulate people again it's not like we want to manipulate people but we want to
1: know if we're being manipulated yeah and when someone's triggering like super deep emotional wounds slash abolishing self-limited, self-limiting limited self beliefs plus giving you a giant dose of dopamine, mm-hmm. you're probably going to come back. And you're probably going to develop a very um, respectful relationship with said person who's helping you through this, like almost like a savior mentality, like they helped you achieve this. So then you get attached and then money isn't an object anymore and it's just part of a family in a group. And that's what kind of leads me into DOS. Bump, mm. bump. Bum boom <laughs> i, I didn't that. know if i could do that you did, really <laughs> I did okay yeah. <laughs> so basically what i've gathered and you can again watch the vow to get like a real perspective on someone going through it once you're in this nexium group for a while basically it was only female related um so dos was only female it was dos means dominus obsequius sororium which is a Latin phrase that roughly means lord over the obedient female companions. Mm. So this was only for the females within DOS, which is was... Is this like
0: a Lilith situation?
1: Um, I don't know so much about that. There wasn't a whole lot of talk about religious Got beliefs it. in DOS as much gotcha. as just okay. sex trafficking. Okay. So um, once you're to him for a while... There's a UPS guy yeah, outside. I day? think that's all of our cleaning products.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. No, I just got alarmed by how much he was carrying.
1: I really appreciate that he didn't look in here and make eye contact because that makes me feel fucking weird.
0: <laughs> and he waved anyway.
1: I did wave. Okay. One, I'm going to go get that. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. so basically once you have been in Nexium for a while... Um, a leader or a female leader, as I mentioned, in DOS would approach you about joining this sector of Nexium. If you was were a female. If, only if you were a female. No males in DOS except for one. Guess who? Keith Raniere. Oh, of course. Yeah. So basically someone would approach you about this empowering group of women. It was a sector within DOS that was just for women because, you know, they needed to support each other and women supporting women and evolving, which are great tenants and great things to represent and work with and towards. However, once you were recruited for DOS, it was yet another pyramid scheme. So in this pyramid scheme, um, there was Keith Reneering at the top. He was like the main grandmaster like he controlled all and then he had eight slaves who were also grandmasters because they had their own slaves so among these group of eight women was alice and mack and um he would basically have them report to him so when you were a slave within dos um Okay. So when you're within DOS, you would have to report to your grandmaster constantly. You would have to report your food intake, um, your schedule, your weight, what you did, what you didn't do. You would send pictures of yourself, sometimes compromising pictures of yourself. Like it was very, very fucked up. So the the line of eight would report to Keith and then these line of eight also had their own teams. So this isn't just like a nine group thing. This is like each person had a line of...
0: Were these, like, grandmaster women getting any kind of, like, sexual pleasure out of this? Or, like, Um, what were they getting out of this? I
1: don't know. Pleasure, maybe in a very distorted, fucked up way.
0: Like, just the control factor? Or were, like, they involved in this sex cult, like, stuff? Or were they just trafficking these women?
1: Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure they had to have sex with Keith, too.
0: Oh, okay. So
1: they were abused. And then also part of creating the lineage of more sex slaves for Keith. Ew. Yeah.
0: What th- th- Were they any of them pregnant ever?
1: Um, I don't know. That wasn't really touched on. I imagine that happened. And if so, I would guess that they were either having the, ch- this is literally just my guess. You have the child and don't associate it with Keith in any way, or you would probably have an abortion. Mm. Or in they were fact. on birth control. like, oh, yeah. or, or they were pumping them full of that because that's were... a thing too
0: trafficking the baby or he
1: wasn't you know he had a vasectomy or whatever the hell you know what i mean
0: i mean stem cells come from like aborted fetuses and stuff there's like all that sketchy stuff with planned parenthood too
1: yeah so the basically when you joined dos and and some of the i believe that some of the women recruited for dos weren't just nexium i think like Women were recruited specifically for DOS and then introduced to Nexium later and vice versa. So that's how they were able to attain so many women in this group. Um, And when you joined, you had to provide some kind of collateral to prove that you were dedicated and loyal. So that's where the compromising photos come in. Other times they would ask you to share something like super sensitive to like your family or yourself, something that would really ruin someone's life because that proved that you were dedicated and that you trusted what was happening Mm -hmm. and so I remember from the vow Sarah Edmonton said well I don't really like have anything about my family like to kind of an open book I don't really have any of that stuff and the girl told her to make it up
0: damn just
1: make up shit so she just made up a bunch of shit about her husband saying he was abusive made up a shit about her other family members and that was her collateral holy shit so some people had that type of collateral um, pictures like I said and then once you were in and you joined you were branded yeah so the brand is actually a fucking sigil, and it's made up of Keith Raniere and Allison Mack's, uh initials. And, I did.
0: I have heard about this.
1: Yeah, and upon glancing at it, it doesn't appear that way, but I believe when you turn it to one angle, it's totally visible. Mm-hmm. So you can look up pictures of that or, again, watch The Vow. So the branding took place in a very, like obviously non-sanitary situation and in front of all of the other women. And I believe that Alice and Mac was one of the main branders. And then the other girls would basically hold the girl down and you were completely naked, like, and it would go like on your stomach, like, uh, like pelvis area, like near your friggin' vagina. And, um, it was just really fucked up. So you were branded once you were in there and then you had to report to your grandmaster. And, uh, there's a lot of,
0: were they going here by choice? I mean, I yeah. guess they were manipulated already into this. So yeah. That's nuts.
1: And then when you're already, so if you're a member of Nexium for however many years, and then you join this empowering woman group, and you're like, well, nothing of Nexium has been weird so far. So I mean, like, maybe this can slide. Even though it's fucking branding,
0: it's like it's like when you are you're more likely to do a favor for someone if you've already done one before. Exactly, it's
1: totally psychological, and it, this relates into how these people get sucked in because you have to remember, not only have these people invested hundreds of thousands of dollars, they've invested their lives and they've built relationships yeah. here. They met their spouses here. There were married women in DOS, so this isn't just like let's prey on single females who are vulnerable. This is any women, and these women kept it from their husbands. The husbands had no idea that this was even going on, so that's just a whole other thing. But it's worth noting. So um, once you had your collateral, once you had your branding, you were in. You were a DOS member, and like I said, you would report to your grandmaster. Um, India Oxenberg was a grandmaster, I believe. And her documentary sheds a lot of light into DOS. The vow is a lot of Nexium in general, and some DOS info from Sarah Edmonds's. Edmondson's perspective but that India Oxenberg documentary first of all her mom fought like hell to get her out for years and she's a great mom and that that whole documentary is very very good I would highly recommend watching that Um, so how did it go down how did this fall as I mentioned Sarah Edmondson um, and a lot of you know other high-ranking people left the organization and There was an article written by Sarah for, weird, I keep, like, saying Sarah Edmondson and not having any connection that, like, you're Sarah, too. Anyway, um, she wrote an article for New York Times about branding, and she put pictures of her brand in there. You can still look it up, I believe, unless they censored it, but... That kind of was the whistleblowing thing. And then the vow came out, of course, and, um, you know, a lot of other pieces of information that was shedding light on this really messed up organization that was very much lucrative and going and not stopping and not on track to stop. And then it fell. And Allison and Matt got arrested. Keith O'Neary got arrested. Nancy Salzman, I believe, pled gu- – a lot of these people pled guilty to certain things which lessened their sentence. Um After that, even I believe, though, as people were getting arrested, like I think when Alice and Mac first got taken in for questioning, like DOS was still going. Like these girls were still like reporting to one another and just like in the super fucked up mentality. So it's not like it just stopped when the arrest happened. I mean, they're still likely dealing with so much mental trauma from this whole experience. And it's been years at this point. So it didn't just stop. And then when the big arrest came down, everything got shut down. And I believe at that point it all ended. So Keith Raniere got life, the remainder of life in prison. Nancy Salzman, the hypnotist president lady, she got 33 to 41 months and a $250,000 fine. And Allison Mack, I'm sure got fined. And she also got sentenced to three years. Other people got other charges and sentences and fines as well. Um, But that's kind of how it went down. You can look more into the details of the breakdown, but Those heavy-hitting articles and just exposure of the cult is really what – how the arrest happened and how it all got blown up. So, Um,
0: they were – were they trafficking other people? Like, was this – what was their end
1: goal as the DOS
0: group? Or was it all just for Keith Raniere? It was
1: pretty much all for Keith and just convincing these women – these women were also involved in Nexium, right? So they would also have their own pyramid schemes going that way. So I don't know if there was any financial compensation for DOS once you were a grandmaster. I imagine so. I know at one point, I believe in one of the documentaries, they all lived in like the same like apartment building or like same house, like kind of modern commune style Mm -hmm. without like the hippie shit, just like mostly like kind of poor living conditions, really skinny, not eating anything. I think the goal was control. I think it was Mm -hmm. Keith... Knowing getting power drunk on this whole Nexium thing, realizing that he could have an impact on people, and then starting DOS.
0: That's fucking nuts.
1: Yeah. So, that's a very, um, there's so much that I didn't cover in Nexium. So, please go watch those documentaries if you're interested. If you're not, whatever. But um, that was a very just jolting cult that I've researched and mm-hmm. heard about. Um, moving into Scientology, Scientology is a pretty well-known, I feel like, cult, especially with all the exposure that it's gotten. Ben so,
0: Affleck, right?
1: He's in it. Uh, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise
0: is who? I, that's what John I
1: Travolta. Know. Um, last night upon researching this, I told Sarah off mic, but I'm going to share it here. I was researching Scientology and 22 minutes before the moment that I started my research, Donna from that 70s show announced that she left Scientology.
0: Is that, wasn't she also in Orange and the New yeah. Black? Yep. I didn't know she was a Scientologist. Yeah. Oh my and God. And she left. That's
1: crazy. Yesterday. What are the, like, synchronistic that, as shit. Yeah. So, um, okay. What is Scientology who started it? Um, it was started by an American author named L. Ron Hubbard. It was basically a new religious movement, um, similar concepts in Nexium as far as the self-help self-growth kind of mindset. Um, but it was basically about trying to figure out what was wrong with yourself, letting go of that and abolishing it and then moving on to the next level. Um, so Scientology is kind of that path that would lead to complete and certain understanding of one's true spiritual nature. That was also a tenant. Um, and L. Ron Hubbard started it and now currently a man named David Miscavige is the current like leader president of the organization and has been for quite some time, I believe. Um, and they were it wasn't it kind of based on his
0: like novel books?
1: That's like his curriculum. Got so it.
0: And they were like kind of sci-fi novels in a way. Right. I
1: think he did operate from that mindset for sure because he was an author. Right. So I believe that he had like sci-fi novels. And then I think Scientology kind of was born from.
0: OK. His previous yeah, That's work. what I thought.
1: It, I mean, it definitely had an impact for sure. So the whole concept of Scientology, some some things I kind of wrote down from their website that were just like, I couldn't paraphrase better, so I just wrote it down. Yeah, um, Scientology comprises a body of knowledge which extends from certain fundamental truths. Prime among those are man is an immortal spiritual being. His experience extends well beyond a single lifetime. His capabilities are unlimited, even if not presently realized, um, which is... Again, you gave me that list of things. And like if I read that to you.
0: That sounds good to me. Cool. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, They also have like creeds and different ceremonies that they do, which you can look into on their website. Um, And then all literature is also available on their website, but please don't buy it. Uh,
0: Yeah. Because gross. If anything, go find like a used bookstore and buy it from them. Or just like sit on the floor and read it and don't buy it at
1: all. (laughs) Well, I guess you'd be supporting the used bookstore at that point. Yeah. No, exactly. Do what what you will. Um, so when I first heard of Scientology, it was because of you you may have heard of Leah Remini. She's from King of Queens. she's an actress. Um, love her. She was a previous Scientology member who blew the whistle uh, Quite a few years ago, she released a book um, on her experience. And it was a very big deal at the time. And then she started this docu series on A and E with a man named Mike Rinder, who was also a former member who worked with David Miscavige, if I'm not mistaken. So huge whistleblowers here. Uh, They get shit on often. um, But their series, I think they have two, um, they're very good. And they basically share their experiences for like one episode. And then the rest are other people, regular ass people who were in Scientology and left and share how it really ruined their lives and messed up their families and put them into debt and kind of how they're living life now. So we read those tenants. We know that it's a self-help group. So one thing I feel like that people would say is like, well, you have free will. So like, what does it matter? Why is it bad if people want to invest all this time and money into it? Well, it's bad because it tears apart families. So if you, if me and you are in a family and we're Scientologists and I want to leave, you're still super into Scientology. You have to disconnect from me. You can't talk to me anymore. You can't see me anymore. Red flag. You're you're out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're not family anymore. So it ruined... And this happened with husbands and wives, mothers and daughters, um, siblings. I mean, there were parents who just allowed their kids to, like, leave because they believed in it. They disconnected from their children. And it's just... It's a very messed up situation. Um, another reason why this is terrible is because it's so much freaking debt. So... Say that you made it all the way up to like, le- I don't know how many levels there are in Scientology. You'd have to look it up. Let's say you're at level five and you have all of your curriculums from one to five and you just bought all your curriculum for five. The next day they release the curriculum and one word is different. You have to buy the new curriculum.
0: Uh, so debt, 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 Yeah. Debt.
1: So they're making money from this all over the place and people are investing. They have huge services and seminars where there's talk about donate here, donate this, donate that and why it helps and why you're a good person for doing it. So it's incredibly manipulative. It's incredibly abusive um, because it's constantly putting people into further debt, but also doubting themselves and traumatizing them. Also, In relation to abuse, I don't know that there was any like DOS type of situation within Scientology. I would imagine there's sexual abuse happening somewhere. There's definitely physical abuse, obviously mental abuse that's going on. Um, And all of this is in the name of evolving and self-sufficiency and ascension type energy. New Age. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just, it's really, um, it's really messed up because you don't need any of this stuff to do that. Um, one thing for Scientology that I do want to mention is one of the pretty big tenets of it was called auditing. And basically it's, uh, if you're auditing me, you're going to try to get to anything and everything I did wrong, whether that be throughout my whole life or that day. And I admit it to you. And like, it's manipulative. So what if I like didn't flush the toilet? You would then spin that to be, well, you're a really careless person and you don't care about anybody else in your home because you didn't choose to flush the toilet. So now you have to go and, reconcile for that somehow so it was just really and then it would be like really messed up things like talking about people when they masturbated or like who they had sex with or who they didn't have sex with or what they ate like really really weird weird stuff um so with auditing you basically it tears you down and then you go to your Scientology leader person supporter get more information, get fed more bullshit, and the spiral continues. They also had uh, the Sea Organization, which is basically Scientology on water. And you can sign up for the Sea Org. So it was, again, leader, leaders, kids could sign up for the Sea Org as, as young as 15 years old, if not younger. And when you sign the Sea Org contract, you're signing it for the rest of your life. What? Yeah. What,
0: what is the Sea Org? What do the Sea
1: Organization. You basically spread the message of Scientology. Like you're on water, you're moving, you're you're going to different countries, you're going to different places and recruiting people to become part of the sea organization who are in Scientology already. So it's...
0: Are they like literally on boats?
1: Or yeah. They, oh like they are on water with little boating outfits and hats. Oh Look God. them up.
0: That's crazy.
1: And the fact that you, when you sign this contract, it's for life and they're allowing children to do this.
0: That sounds <sighs> illegal.
1: It is. It is. And you know how they're still in business? Because it's a fucking religion and they have a church and they can get taxed right off. To this day, they are still going. It's not shut down. And as long as people in power keep inducing and supporting this, it's it's never going to shut down. And God only knows what type of abuse is happening within those walls, within those, you know, places. The AE and e docuseries by Leah Remini that I mentioned incredible insight to a lot of people's stories. So I'd highly recommend watching that. Um, but why Why does any of this matter to spirituality? Yeah, You don't need, as I said, you don't need any of this to evolve or ascend, to know yourself. You don't need to pay any money to do it. You don't need to invest in any curriculum or turn your life upside down. I you mean, need to look within. You need to go within. You're not going to be finding it from a Keith Raniere or L. Ron Hubbard. It's and not going to happen.
0: I think there are people out there who can help put you Put things into perspective, or yeah. Lori when you Ladd. right, and when we're yeah. you. <laughs> Oh my god, you just had to every time. Chaz is going to start a cult where Lori Ladd is the leader. Just, just going to warn you, Lori, if you ever hear this. No. <laughs> it's only skipping. from love. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, but some you have to be ready to hear. No matter who it comes from, you have to be ready to hear it. And if you're not ready to hear it, it's not going to make sense. And there's a, a million different ways to say these higher truths and to explain them, whether you believe in the Christian symbolism, the Eastern symbolism, whether you like the universe metaphor, the matrix simulation metaphor it doesn't really matter, but you got to think about it. You got to yeah. go with and you got to figure it out for yourself because the answers don't lie without, wi- without of you. No. no, that doesn't make any sense, but you know <laughs> what I mean. The answers yeah. don't lie without.
1: Yeah. And the more you seek outside of yourself, the more dangerous it can potentially become because like these, like these cults that we've talked about today, I mean, we've read these tenants and from our even awakened perspective, we're like, hell yeah, that sounds great. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's the scary part of it. And that's why I think sovereignty and discernment and intuition is so incredibly important. Because if you listen to those things, you will know.
0: Absolutely. And the ability to understand that we are human and we are a part of this whole and our whole purpose is to understand ourselves and to understand God understanding itself. So. It's okay if you realize you're wrong or your truths change because that's the whole point. Your truths 10 years ago when you were a less mature spiritual being or a less developed person are going to be different. You believed in the tooth fairy or Santa at one point and obviously those were very real at the time and now they're very not real anymore. So... Those were truths that changed for you. Yeah. And maybe you had someone in your life that was a very protective person and then they hurt you. And that's a truth that changed for you. And that happens. So being able to look around and have that discernment, but also understand enough that you might discern wrong and you might have to change your mind. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Because if you are open to that idea and that perspective, you're more likely to catch it if you're wrong. If you're not open to the idea that I just spent a lot of time believing this and I don't want to be wrong, that terrifies me. Then you're going to just stay there. You're like discerning your discernment. Yeah, actually. Yeah. And you're... um you're scared of you're scared of admitting that your whole life could have been different had right. you have discerned differently but it doesn't really matter Mm-mm. the whole point is just to be here and to figure stuff out so it's okay if you look back and you realize maybe i misunderstood those things maybe i can welcome in a different way of seeing those things and i think looking at cults and looking at the people who fell for those cults or who are in those cults is a really good way to practice seeing how they could have fallen for it and seeing how you can see the red flags going into it. It's always going to be difficult to see it when you're in it. I mean, I'm sure a lot of civilians in Nazi Germany turning in Jews thought they were doing the right thing and that's really hard for people to grasp today but look at our modern world look at what's happening right now look at the mm-hmm. divide that we are experiencing in this medical tyrannical situation that we are dealing with yeah and the similar signs That we are experiencing of this manipulation of this cult mentality to make people believe they are doing the right thing. And And that
1: everyone else is wrong.
0: Exactly. And if you find yourself within one of these paradoxes where I believed this was right and I'm starting to think maybe I was wrong, you have to have the courage to say, whoa, this is actually scary and wrong and I don't wanna be a part of it anymore.
1: Yeah, and that doing that doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you stupid. It doesn't make you anything but brave because the whole point is to ascend and evolve. And what I believed, like you said, 10 years ago is so different than what I believe and feel and know now. So if you do experience those things and you are brave enough to speak up, you're going to be for sure criticized but you're also going to be so supported because there is, there are so many people. I don't care what the situation is regarding. I promise you there's going to be people that would support you in coming out and changing your opinion and growing.
0: Yeah, and you might be the role model that someone else needed in order to grow themselves. Yeah. So don't look at your mind changing ever. And this is just like a generic advice. Not even like if you're in a cult out there, um, (laughs) just in general, don't, don't think of your opinions and your truth and your, your, your facts for that matter, changing the things that you hold as solid and true are still just God. (laughs) It's all just God. So, so how can it be true when the only truth is God? It's all whatever you want it to be. And if we can get, you want to get into multiverse theory, it's all true somewhere. Right. You know, I mean, there's a version of you that changed their mind. There's a version of you that never changed your mind. There's a version of Chas that's still in the church that you grew up in. There's a version of me that never woke up to begin with. And I don't even know what I'd be doing, honestly, if I hadn't started thinking about these things when I started thinking about them. There's a version of you out there that is this whatever truth you want it to be. But what's your truth right now? Right. What are you choosing to do? Are you choosing to be manipulated? Are you choosing to be in the timeline where you need to be told what to do? You need to be told what is true and what to believe? Or are you using your God-given power of the brain and free thinking to figure out what's true? Right. Because there's a huge difference there. And I think a lot of people are just drifting through life. And that uh, shout out again to Andrew's podcast, <laughs> Drift Proof Podcast, because that's such a good, good example. And we pointed it out in Osho's commandments. You don't wanna drift, it's up to you. And you are the creator, you are creating, and you are created by the all. Right. So don't float. Swim in the direction you want to be swimming. Swim as fuck, dude. <laughs> Swim as fuck. Oh, my God. That reminds me of, like, drug forums as a kid. Did you ever go on those? Someone who isn't me. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You, you were not internet privileged. I was reading the Bible in my
1: bedroom. <laughs>
0: I love you so <laughs> much. I had a very different childhood. Yeah, no. On, on drug forums back when it was, like, way more sketchy to be admitting things online, like you do drugs, uh, you would say... Swim wants to know what you would do if I, you wanted to extract DMT. Swim wants to do this because it's someone who isn't me wants to know. Got so it. legally, no one can say, Well, I was saying someone who isn't me wanted right. to know these things. Right. Um, so, yeah, anyway, that was a. <laughs> well, not that kind of swim as fuck. <laughs> I don't know why I just thought of that. It's very irrelevant. Well, I think this was great. This was yeah, interesting. This was super great. I definitely want to talk a lot about Charles Manson after I I ordered the book chaos. I've listened to it on audio book, but it's about this guy who did like 20 years of research on the Charles Manson case and basically found out that Charles Manson was not only a cult leader, but he was getting all his acid from the CIA Ooh. and the CIA was using Charles Manson to test their I've heard manipulation I've skills. heard of this So Charles Manson lived in California he lived in a abandoned like movie set and all his followers lived there and he never committed any murders he had his followers do all of it and he used uh like heavy psychedelic use and then hypnotic techniques that he was allegedly being taught by the Uh, CIA and there was like allegedly um, like cookouts or stakeouts at the the ranch that they lived at where the CIA would like observe or be there and stuff and. It's really interesting, yeah. Um, but that's like a, an entire episode because it's just so much more. All these cults are really interesting. We talked briefly about like the, the Hollywood connection, but Charles Manson is like right up in there right. talking about those kind of conspiracy stuff, and I really want to explore that on its own. There's just too many connections to be made in that one that... I can't even start. If you're interested in Charles Manson, though, go listen to the Joe Rogan podcast episode with this author guy. Um, Again, the book is called Chaos, and then the subtitle is like... Charles Manson CIA and the like secret history of the sixties or something like that. You just search chaos, Charles Manson and you'll find the guy's name. And he was on Joe Rogan talking about the book. And it's just a very (laughs) interesting podcast episode. That's what turned me on to this guy's whole story to begin with. So check that out if you're interested. Cool. Um, But until then we don't have anything else to add. And
1: yeah. So Hopefully, don't get sucked into a cult. And if you do, it's all good. You can get out. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Bye. (laughs) In. Bye. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go get that. Okay. (laughs)